Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's the show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Thank you for being here today at a special time. We are talking about questions to ask during a live quarantine. Oh, yeah. Given everything that is happening worldwide, I really felt uncomfortable this week about just writing about dating tips. There was an article that appeared in the New York Times a few years ago that had questions that made people fall in love. After looking those questions over, I thought it might be a good idea for our current situation of uncertainty to evaluate what exactly is important in life. The bottom line of this former article was that the answers don't matter much. What was really important was the magic of listening. I would love for you to join my show. By the way, you too can call in on our phone number, 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-641-677. Also, you can call, you can contact me via our chat line. Our chat line um, is easy to find. Same name as the show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, so um, we're talking today about, hang on. <laughs> These are stressful times, aren't they? But before we get started, I want to thank all the people that put themselves out there and get up and go to work every day, those people who are taking care of business, that are taking care of the rest of us that are on quarantine. I want to thank medical professionals, grocery store workers, delivery people, pharmacies, banks, truck drivers, restaurant workers, law enforcement, first responders, cell companies, government agencies, transportation workers, mechanics, and just pretty much anyone that makes a choice to risk themselves to serve others. What are you doing during this disaster? Are you prepared? Are you caught off guard? It's been a couple of weeks now. Maybe things have settled down a little bit. Maybe you've established a little bit of a routine. I hope that's the case. Hopefully, we just have a few more weeks of this to go. Um, Let's get through this together, shall we? And we'll make it through. So I want to know, has your schedule changed? Has your routine changed? How are you coping? I would love to hear from you. 323 642-1677, 642-1677. We live such hurried lives, especially in America. It's all about work, work, work. In Europe, you can take six weeks off for summer 
or maybe you can take six months off post-pregnancy, but not here. I once had a boss who denied me a raise because I left at 5 p.m. My ex and I shared custody, and we had alternating weeks uh, to pick up our daughter. I had to pick her up before the after-school after school program closed, and that's when I had to leave to make it there on time. Never mind that I worked till 8 p.m. on the non-custody weeks. My former boss only cared that I left at 5 p.m. on my custody weeks. Sure, I had already put in my eight-hour day, but according to him, that wasn't enough. There is magic in listening to another person. I mean, really listening. Then taking turns. You feel so validated. I see how people fell in love. It's intoxicating. We get so distracted with cell phones, with work, with noise, that when you finally just Stop the clock and listen. The world stands still. As simple as that sounds, we don't don't do that often enough, and we don't do it when we need to. Yes, we're going to worry that we're stuck in our house or that business is drying up or that we have just gotten laid off. Maybe your kids are at home with you, and they're restless. You're trying to do work from home, and there's a million and one distractions. And as if you have nothing better to do, you now have also added school teacher to your resume. You don't need to wait for someone you'd like to be with. Try this with someone who is hard to be with. Try it with your kids. Try it with strangers. For goodness sake, do second C. Connect with them. It's more important than ever before. Reach out. It doesn't cost anything, and it brings you a mountain of joy. By the way, if you're not familiar with what Second C is, my book, uh, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever, I've interviewed over 20,000 20,000 men and have spent 10 years in doing academic research to boil it down. I made it easy for you, and it's four easy steps that you need to do in order to win over any woman, anywhere, anytime. But you don't always just have to use it with women. These principles work in the workplace, and they work Um, you know, during a crisis too. And I definitely recommend it. So I'm going to get into um, this article that was originally published in the New York Times a few years back. You can pick and choose or you can take turns with each question. So do this with your loved one or your family members. So I'm going to go over what those questions were and then I'll sprinkle in what my answers are, and I'd love to hear what your answers are. Shall we? All right, let's dive in. So, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want to have dinner with? So my answer to that is, well, I guess I have a couple that come to mind. Jackie Kennedy. She was very admired, but not liked. She was demure, yet very powerful. Demure means you're kind of shy and, you know, soft-spoken and all that kind of stuff. But when she needed to talk, boy, everybody listened. (laughs) I love that quality. Um, And probably she was one of the last 
truly feminine people. It seems like our society has lost the art of being feminine. Um, we're aggress- aggressors now. Both, both uh, the well, the women are aggressors now. They've kind of taken on the male role, and the men have sort of taken on the shy, uh, reticent role. So it's kind of like the roles are reversed right now. Does it work like this? No, not really. Um, who else would I like to have dinner with? Well, Ronald Reagan. I admire that he was a good speaker. My daughter, she has an amazing ability to ask a coworker or employee to do something for her. And not only do they do it, but they like doing the task. It's just really an uncanny ability that she has. So I'd uh, every now and again, I try to pick her brain on how she pulls that off because it's really an amazing feat. Who else would I like to have dinner with? Well, I guess I'm selfish. I guess I'd like to have dinner with Oprah because she still has a lot of clout in the entertainment field. And it would be nice to have a few doors opened, wouldn't it? Sure. Um, Would you like to be famous? And in what way? That was the next question. I say yes. (laughs) I mean, if I have my druthers, I'd like to be a worldwide author. And one of my editors said to me, Linda, you're going to be translated into 26 different languages. Um, I'd love to have a TV show or movie done. I've been approached by half a dozen people with regard to this, but we get so far and it drops out of the system for one reason or, or the other. It hasn't happened yet but I'm still hopeful that it will happen. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Yes, I guess I do rehearse sometimes. Why? I like being polished and I like being prepared. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Well, I really love being outside. I went to work out outside on Wednesday, and it had rained the day before, and the sky was clear as a bell. It was the prettiest shade of blue with a few white puffy clouds here and there. The grass from the baseball diamond at the park I was walking around was such a deep shade of green. The whole sight was surreal. You would have never known what was going on in the world. Um, especially from looking at that view, one thing the quarantine has done was to slow me down and to take notice of the simple things. And nature is one of my favorite things to look at. When did you last sing to yourself? And when did you last sing to somebody else? (laughs) Well, sing to myself, I do have to admit. I was in the shower, and I was singing Lady Gaga's new song, Stupid Love. <laughs> you know, it sounds good, and everyone sounds good in the shower, right? It reverberates. Uh, when's the last time you sang to somebody else? Well, I was in the car last weekend with my family, and I was singing to something that was on the radio. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you choose? Well, I think I would choose my mind. I would love to I would love to hope that my mind stays fresh <laughs> for the remainder of my life. 
And although I'm over 60 and have done a pretty good job at looking quite a bit younger than my age, at least this is what other people tell me, so I guess I'm good in that department too. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? My answer to that is no. I don't care to process such thoughts. Name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common. We're both educated. We like good food and drink. Politics, although we didn't start out being in the same political uh, arena, but we are now. And exercising. We both love to exercise. For what in your life do you feel most grateful you know, this is this is a great way to reconnect with what's important in your life. For me, I would say I have a roof over my head, good weather in Los Angeles, nature, reading, learning, entertainment. Of course, we're in the entertainment capital of the world right here in Burbank, so there's any and all forms of entertainment. Um, I am grateful that I'm light on my feet and I feel youthful. I have a sense of humor. Um, I have the ability to be silly. I'm a hopeless romantic, creative. I'm frugal. I'm influential. And I'm a good listener. If you could change anything about the way that you were raised, what would it be? Well, the one thing that I wish I could change, go back in time, is I wish I had parents who actually liked each other. They were both amazing people in their own right, but together, oh, gosh, it was just <laughs> uh, oil and water, as they say. Um, all right. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Hey, guys, it's only a 60-minute show, so I'm going to skip this one. But you go home and ask this of your partner. If you could... Uh, wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would that be? I would love to change that I have an easy time making money. It just seems like I just put out so much energy and I just actually have a hard time with this. So I'd love to change that. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or, or anything else, what would you want to know? My questions would be why I got dealt this hand. And secondly, I would like to know how my parents are doing. Both of them uh, are deceased. Is there something that you've dreamt of for a long time? And why haven't you done it? Well, I used to play piano when I was eight years old. I hated the teacher, so I quit. I didn't know to ask for another teacher. I mean, hey, I was only eight, right? I always said that I would like to take up piano again. I don't know why I haven't gone, gone back. Life got in the way. It is still on my wish list, though. I still have a big project that is on my desk that's almost winding down, so maybe when that's over. Secondly, I would like to go to Portugal. It's been on my list for about four years now. Why haven't I done it? Well, I don't know. Finances and staying put to wind down uh, closing the, the closer, closure of the brewery. Almost done with that. So hopefully when all this virus business is done with, maybe I can connect and we can all go there. What is the greatest accomplishment in your life? Well, I would say finishing my book holding my first big public speech in front of 300 people, 
having my own TV show, which I had prior to my radio show. What do you value most in friendship? I value loyalty, honesty, frequent communication, and empathy. What is your most treasured memory? Holding my first big public speech in front of 300 people, it was at the Century Plaza Hotel in Century City in Los Angeles. It was an industry meeting, and I was asked to speak. I have no idea why they asked me to be a keynote speaker. I was so honored. I was so fearful, though, that people would just walk out of the room mid-speech. Quite the opposite happened. They actually hung on to every word. They stayed after the meeting to continue to ask me questions. It changed my life. It started my journey in public speaking. What is your most terrible memory? Luckily, I don't have one. I hope that day never comes. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way that you are living now? And if so, why? Well, I'm not dying, but my outlook has changed. Now that I'm in the second half of my life, as of about four years ago, I do look at things differently. And I am trying to tie up loose ends. And life is short. There is zero reason to not live happily. I try to remember that every day. What does friendship mean to you? I think I just answered that a couple of seconds ago. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Well, both traits come easily for me. In fact, I, sh I wish I could spread more of myself in that way. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. There's lots more questions here that you can bring up to yourself, to your family members, to your loved ones, and we're going to dive back into that. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about questions to ask during quarantine. I saw this list from a few years ago. It was published in the New York Times as an article there, and it was questions that made people fall in love. So it wasn't necessarily how you answered the question. What the key thing, the takeaway was, is that people were actually listening to one another. They were doing what I call in my book, Second C, connecting with people. So you have to have good listening skills and you connect and you ask these questions, you listen to the answers, you digest them, and then the other person, whether it's your loved one or another family member, uh, they get to ask those same questions of you. And it just it's an opportunity. Just reconnect with what's important in life. Yes, we're going through stressful times, crazy times right now, but it's a way to hit the reconnect button, the reboot button, and just evaluate like what's going on. It's it's a time to refresh. It's a time to reinvent. And that's what we're going through. So if you've just joined us, you are welcome to call in. Our phone number is 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. You can also use our chat line, blogtalkradio.com forward slash 
DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, we're going to continue on with some of these uh, questions, these life altering questions. And as I go through the questions, I'm going to give you my answers. So I'd love to hear what your answers are on these same questions. So we will catch you right back after the break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about childhood type questions, right? All right. So we'll do that right after the break. Stay tuned. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about questions to ask your family or your loved ones during quarantine. It's a time to refresh. It's a time to reinvent ourselves. It's a time to do second C. By the way, if you're not familiar with second C, it's called Connect With Her, Connect With Them. Um, You can find more information about this in my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. You can buy it on Amazon, get the ebook, download it in a few seconds uh, to your tablet or your electronic device, or you can ask, you can order the uh, paperback, which is what most people do. Most people do get the paperback. My men tell me they read it four and five times with a yellow highlighter because different parts of the book seem relevant to them at different times of their life. So get the paperback. That's what they usually do. Oh, by the way, if you're bored and you do have Amazon Prime, you can download the ebook and it's free if you are an Amazon Prime member. If not, 
I think it's uh, eight ninety five for the uh, ebook version. All right, let's get back into our topic. We're talking about these different questions that will help bring you and your loved ones closer together. Uh, the next question says: Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner, and share a total of five items. I'm going to let you do that one uh, with your loved one. See that we have a caller. Thank you, caller, for being on the line. I'll be with you in just a moment. All right, next one says, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Well, in my case, my family was very disjointed and isolated as a family. No, I did not have a happy childhood. We didn't need anything physically, but there were no emotions in my household. That being said, I had a close relationship with my dad and one with my mom, but together as a family, boy, oh boy, we sucked. (laughs) Who has the perfect childhood, right? How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Okay, so in my case, I feel like I was always being judged. I strove to measure up to her expectations. And even though I thought I did, it seemed like whatever I did was never enough. All right. Uh, The next one says, make three true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling X. So I'll let you uh, complete that with your family. The next one says, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. For me, I'm looking back on my childhood. I wish I could share with somebody how scared I felt and how alone I felt. So If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know about you. I guess I would say that I'm probably not the easiest person to live with. Sometimes I can be demanding. My mom was very demanding of me, so I guess I've adopted some of that from her. Next one says, tell your partner what you like about them. Be honest this time, saying things that you might not say to somebody you just met. Uh, Okay, so in my case, with my partner, my husband, I would say he's honest. He has nice taste in clothes and shopping. He's well-read. He has manners. He keeps fit. And he has a way of putting his superiors in their place, which I think is a great skill to have. Usually you're afraid to talk to a superior, but if the superior is out of line, he has a way to make his point and not necessarily comply with whatever whim they have. All right. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Um, I'll Give the floor to you. You guys can do that with your family. When did you last cry in front of another person? And when did you last cry by yourself? Well, I don't cry much. Uh, One of my doctors at one point called me stoic. I'm usually the one who has to run the ship, so there's no crying till it's over. And then when when the crisis is finally over, I'm too exhausted to cry. So, yeah, I don't cry too much. Tell your partner something that you like about them. All right, that's an easy one. Why don't you go ahead and do that with your family? What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I'll leave that one to you as well. Next one says, if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, 
what would you most regret not having told someone and why haven't you told them yet? Those I care about, I tell. So I don't have regrets. So that's how I lead my life. You're welcome to do the same. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and your pets, you have time to safely make that final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? (laughs) Um, It's funny, I just told this one to my daughter a couple of months ago and I because there were so many fires recently in Los Angeles and I said the one thing I would run out with after the loved ones and pets is my recipe binder all right all right I'm a good cook and I've collected recipes over the years so yeah I would be really lost without it a lot of times the common answer used to be pictures but now since everything is digital and everything we save it to the cloud you don't even really need to do that and in fact my recipes I have also as of the last several years I save them to the cloud so it's not as critical that I walk out with a binder because I can always download it from the cloud but there you go lovely to be in the digital age of all the people in your family Whose death would you find most disturbing and why? I don't know about disturbing, but I think of my mom's passing a lot. Sometimes I'm good with the way that I handled it, which is the way that she would have wanted me to do it. And at other times, I I get filled up with regret, meaning that I probably shouldn't have carried out her wishes. I should have done it my way. And And if I had done it my way, I wouldn't have had the regret. But they're her wishes, and so I did it her way. So from time to time, I do have regret about that, so about the way that I handled it. So anyway, can't undo it, but there you go. I have a high school friend who just passed away yesterday. That one really caught me off guard. I really liked her, and that death did disturb me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I wasn't expecting it. I'm not sure, but it her death has affected me more than usual. So there you go. All right. Next up, it says, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on he, on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back on how you seem to be feeling about the problem that you have chosen. All right. I'll let you and your family uh, discuss that one couple of little extra ones there. If you could choose the sex and physical appearance of your soon-to-be-born child, would you do it? I guess I'm old school, and if it were a firstborn child, I'd probably choose it to be male and to grow tall. And no matter what, I'd always choose that the child be born healthy, that the mother and child are healthy. All right, next one is, would you be willing to have horrible nightmares for a year if you would be rewarded with extraordinary wealth? I would say probably not. I value my peace of mind too much for that. While on a trip to another city, your spouse or lover meets and spends a night uh, with an exciting stranger. And if they will never, ever meet again, and you could um, never otherwise learn of the incident, would you want your partner to tell you about it? No, no, and no. I don't need to take on your guilt trip, so no. And if you're in this position, my advice would be no. I mean, you made the decision to be with somebody else. 
you know, it's your bed to lie in. Don't bring that guilt trip to your partner. What do you need to drop to be happier? Hmm. I don't know. I have to think about this one. I'll think about it and get back to you guys. So uh, what I want you to take away with uh, this time period is try to have one, uh, have fun. I know it's a stressful time. Wash your hands often. Stay safe, my friends. Just stay safe. We've got a few more weeks of this, maybe a couple of months of this, and hopefully we'll all um, get through it. And we do need to create new emergency systems, both on a national level and on a personal level for when something like this might occur in the future. So it has been a big wake-up call to all of us, right? So we can get through this one and hopefully without too much damage. I'm going to bring on a caller. Thank you for holding the fort there. And we're going to talk to 6688. All right. Let's see if I can make this connection. Hi, Linda. It's me, Chris, from Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Chris. How are you today? Thank you for holding on. I'm sorry I kept you waiting. Oh, my pleasure. Not a problem. I see we made a connection now. Yes. (laughs) Second C. (laughs) Second C. Oh, my gosh. You shared something with me with your award this week. I was so bowled over. I I don't know if you mind telling people about how my book affected you, but it's a great story. I love hearing it. Yeah, it was it was totally unexpected and out of the blue. I mean, back in April, I disclosed that, you know, I was tired of being single and tired of just sitting at home playing Nintendo and PlayStation 3 and just traveling. And I decided I want to get out and date again. And I went out and looked, but the women weren't attracted to me at all. So... I decided to pick up a copy of your book and start by reading and seeing if I can apply the concepts I've learned into my personal life. And so we fast forward to today because I've been doing that. I mean, I've been buying new styles. I hit the gym. I lost 100 pounds. Just made a lot of big changes and everything. Improved my hygiene quite a bit and just kept doing my best to be proactive and staying, you know, and trying to be confident in my job. It's not always easy. Absolutely. (laughs) And And later on, and... It led me to this award eventually. Work in healthcare at the front lines. I'm at risk for this coronavirus. There's no simple way of putting it. And, but, it, you know, the vast majority of the people I work with are women. And so the thinking was even if I am failing to attract women and getting them to see me as boyfriend or husband material, you know, these women I'm still working with that are neutral, they're still going to need me to have the four C's and try to apply that anyways, even as just a worker. And wow, I mean, I just wasn't expecting that, these awards. I mean, I'm showing so up every day. I'm so very proud of you. Wow, I hope you, you keep that award front and center. And when you get down on yourself, I hope you read aloud uh, that award because it is so very true. You very much earned it. So proud of you. Yeah, I and just th- grew in th- popularity. And all. (laughs) And thank you for being a healthcare worker and putting yourself out on the front lines. I really appreciate that too. Oh, my pleasure. It's it's my calling. I want to care for seniors. 
Yeah. You know, so that's another thing I decided to do when I, after I read your book was to just, you know, I love what I was doing. I love my job so much. I decided to just buckle down and get better at it and look for career options that let me make more money or other income. Sure enough, I wasn't expecting this much success so far. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe someday I will find somebody or I will find a way to get more dates and stuff. But for now, I'm going to bide my time. <laughs> All right. You will. You will. I have faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're really applying yourself in a lot on a lot of different fronts, and I know you will get there. I, I know sometimes it seems challenging and so overwhelming and so hard, but you've come a long way. So give yourself a pat on the back for how far you've come. Oh, thank you, Linda. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, yeah. there's other things I was doing too: learning open body language, taking leadership and communication courses, which have really been very helpful and mm-hmm. all. I mean, I was really shocked. <laughs> yeah, being more forward and direct with the with everybody in the facility, including the executive directors and the nurse practitioners that even male nurses are scared of. And yeah, no, all of them are all of them threw my name in for that award. So I'm I'm very happy. <laughs> Yay. And, yeah. So going to get there. So what brings Uh-huh. What brings you to the show today? We're talking about, um, you know, how the quarantine has affected us. And, of course, it's a stressful time for many. It's a, it's a lot of unknowns, a lot of firsts that we're all going through. So, anyway, I wanted to kind of have a show. It's like, a, you know, I've kind of been dragging my feet to just have a typical dating show topic. And I wanted to tie it in to what's going on today like what is really important during this this uh, quarantine that we're all experiencing, you know, is there a way to best use that time? And, you know, we can use it as a time of re- reflection and renewal and, you know, just to get connected with people that we really love and people that are close to us. Yeah, that's exactly it. Unfortunately, I'm not able to stay at home because of my job. I still have to get out. I still have to travel. I still have to shop. Yeah. And I don't always, I don't have time to really connect on the, really the biggest, one of the biggest challenges I've had in, in terms of connection and everything is, you know, I mean, I started taking salsa dance lessons to see if I can meet people for, or meet women for dates and stuff through that. And mm-hmm. it was going well. I had a ball, and then suddenly this, you know, this COVID nineteen mess just canceled it altogether. You know. Yeah, it so sure did. Was, and then also work. I mean, more hours started coming in too because people were panicking and not wanting to come in and work. Then we've got supply shortages. I mean, we we are hard pressed to get gloves, gowns, face masks. Matter of fact, I'm about to sew another face mask before I go to bed tonight, so I have one for in the morning because, wow. I mean, they're that scarce. I'm having to buy, you know, elastic band and cotton fabric and actually sew a face masks together for myself and for all the, all the people I work with and the residents. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just a lot. Of, and another thing, too, is I – you know, even, you know, I take, I have to take my client to activities 
is working in an assisted living facility where he lives. And usually the two women that I work with that run it, they usually get a whole bunch of volunteers to help them out, come in and help them out. And they often bring food or crafts and such. Because of the COVID-19 restrictions, they were told, do not come, you're not allowed. And they won't let them in the building. And so that put extra workload on her. And I've been doing my best to help her as much as I can when I'm not busy watching my client. But And it does help both of them a little bit, but still it's not enough. <laughs> it's really hard. Well, I can't, I think that's, I can't uh-huh. thank you enough because you're really putting yourself out there on so many different ways. And you're challenged. We're all challenged. I mean, it's all like we're being tested to the limits. But just I can't say thank you enough for what you're going through and being on the front line like that. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, and (laughs) yeah, one of those activities, ladies, I've been wanting to date her and I've been having to keep I've been biting my tongue to keep my mouth shut and just work with her and forget about her as much as I can and set those feelings aside and focus. And Mm -hmm. that's been pretty hard because I'm locked in with this woman five to eight hours a day, you know, two or three yeah. days a week with my client because he's not allowed to leave that memory care unit he's in. So I have to go to her activities and, uh, but all a challenge, but I, I do, I do believe this will pass and things will I think get so better. too. I think There's so still too. hope. I- There's still a lot of positives in this. Not everything's bad. Yeah. Besides the COVID-19, I'm learning new skills that I didn't have before, like how to sew those face masks. That's a pretty good skill. Yeah, definitely. Just in time for flu season, you know, (laughs) I'm going to make a few hundred by summer. Uh, The leadership and communication courses and some other courses I'm taking through Skillshare, that's been real helpful. I'm grateful to be employed when so many haven't. I mean, they've lost their jobs. Yeah. So there's still a lot to be grateful for. And at the end of the day, I still have food. I still have clothing. I still have shelter. I mean. (laughs) I know as as much of a a damper that all of this has put on us. I mean, you're right. We still have so much to be grateful for. I got a, a private message this morning from one of my readers. She lives in the Philippines and she says, you know, conditions are really, really horrible. They're all out of work. They're all quarantined. She says, you know, we were in the Philippines, so it's a poor country and there is no government bailout. I mean, we're so lucky that we're going to get, you know, some of our businesses and individuals are going to get, you know, assistance checks and bailouts and such for their businesses. But she says that, you know, they have no food left, they're going hungry, and they're not allowed to go on the streets, and there's no sign of work. I mean, she just painted such a dismal, dismal picture I mean my heart was breaking so I told her I said well maybe I gave her some sites that she could go online that maybe she could pick up a few extra odd jobs Uh, there's a site called Fiverr that I recommended her to 
And and by by the way, wow. any of my listening audience, if you're in this category, it's it's Fiverr. It's spelled kind of weird. I think it's f i v r r dot com. And what that means hmm. is, for five dollars, you go online and ask for the for whatever kind of job. So maybe there's some internet work that she can do or complete or whatever. I told her to go on there and read the other people's listings, and then maybe you'll get an idea wow. of. What what service? Yeah, what service you can provide? So it's not going to make your whole bankroll. It's not going to replace a paycheck, but at least it might earn her a few bucks to where she can go to the market and get some food. So pretty scary. Yeah, anything. Scary times we live in. Yeah, definitely. Any anything fi- she can Fiverr. get is com. better than right. yeah Fiverr dot com and yeah anything she can get is better than yeah nothing I. Yeah, this is very. This is a very good website. Thanks for putting that out there, Linda. And yeah, I know a lot absolutely. of folks are going to appreciate that. I've used the site many, many times before to do. I use it mainly for graphic design, like when I need a promo or a poster or a banner or whatever, my book or my show or whatever. And you tell the artist or whatever what you need, and they, for $5, they do it for you. If it's something more complicated, obviously, they'll quote you a higher amount. But I told her, you know, she doesn't have to the person you get payment online it comes directly to your bank account so you're still Mm -hmm. in quarantine you don't have to expose yourself uh, to anybody and a lot of jobs you'd be surprised at how many jobs we can do over the internet so um, it's a blessing that we're connecting we're doing second C because we have magic of the internet. I mean, can you imagine if this happened, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago and like nobody had internet or, I mean, it would just be crazy. Really be super super isolated. So if nothing else, if the internet does connect us in that way and we, why not? We can use it to, hopefully she can, you know, earn a couple of bucks out of this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just hard times for a lot of people because of this and, and, and even you you're yeah. saying you're making masks at home you might be able to sell your masks there might be other health professionals or even the general population that can't get a hold of masks maybe they're like sold out or whatever and they need custom-made masks so <laughs> yeah. you know, even you could go on there <laughs> i'm hand sewing them so it takes a good two hours to make one but yeah i can you know <laughs> So, but yeah, I've I've got one with dog paw prints on it, and uh-huh. you know, I'm about to that's make some cute. Harry Potter ones, and cause uh-huh. I, that's all I got. Harry Potter squares left over. So, okay. You know, and I wish I could, I wish I'd have grabbed those Star Wars pocket squares, but they're all sold out at Walmart. And yeah, what are you gonna do? What so, are you gonna do? You gotta work but, with what you have. Yeah, but you just gotta do the best you can. I mean. You know, maybe, you know, not everything's going to stay the same. There's always so much right. change. And this this may be the beginning of prosperity. You know, like I said, not everything's bad. Right. So, and mean, you know what? As horrible as this event is, you know, we actually needed a, a national wake-up call to put emergency systems in place. So I think it's a yeah. big learning curve for all the health industry and any kind of industry. I, 
we're all touched by this, not just the healthcare professionals, but we absolutely need to develop all these emergency systems for whatever challenges that we may face in the future. So it's a good thing. I think at the end of the day, if we get through this little period, uh, at the end of the day, I think yeah. it'll be good. It's um, it's actually not as deadly as, as people make it out to be, although it can kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better we have a disease like this than something more serious coming about, like Ebola or, yeah. you know, like that Dustin Hoffman movie where they had that Mutaba virus that came out oh, and yep. killed everybody except Rene Russo in the movie. Yep. Yeah, I mean... Crazy. It's way better. I mean, it'd be better with something like that. I mean, right now it's showing that 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 there are more deaths on the charts than people who have recovered. But that's because many of those people who've come down with those cases haven't had a chance to recover. And if we're mm-hmm. su- when we're successful in stopping the spread of this disease, uh, more you know, I think that recovery rate is going to go way way higher and probably exceed the the amount of deaths and then the media is probably going to stop covering it. It'll just go away like SARS did. Yeah. And all. So, cause everybody forgot what SARS is. And, you know, yeah. So. That wasn't that long ago. Right. Absolutely. Right, just my predictions. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's, but that's the thing too. That's another thing that's important for people to realize. There's always hope. At the end of the day, there's still hope. <laughs> You know, no, there are no right. guarantees in life except death and taxes. Yeah, pretty much it. So, so how I mean. how is your facility dealing with? You say you work for an assisted living, which you know the 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 patients there are in high risk category primarily due to their age. So, how is your facility dealing with that that uh, angle? Uh, all outings have been canceled. I used to help the activities lady load the residents onto the bus, and we would we would right. do things like go to Waterburger or to a you know a Mexican restaurant, or we'd go get barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all stopped, and mm-hmm. then this morning I wound up almost getting ready to have to go to Waterburger with one of those activities lady, and we were supposed to get a whole bunch of sodas and burgers to go bring to the residents. That got canceled. Volunteers right. cannot bring any food. Homemade. It, it started off where you, they couldn't bring in any homemade goods for the residents to eat. Okay. That got stopped, and and now you can't even give them store bought goods. I mean, all food and items for those residents for activities. I mean, they're turned away. No volunteers can come in. Family members are not allowed to visit. All the codes to the you know, electromagnetic doors, those got changed to where nobody can get in. You can only get in and out through the front door by the reception area. Okay. The facility, it's an assisted living facility. They have a mem- what's called a memory care unit where, the, where my client lives and mm-hmm. all the people who have Alzheimer's and dementia and, you know, memory problems like that, they all live in that area. And that area is sealed off with electromagnetic doors to where they can't leave. They can't elope and sneak off. Um, but even under those conditions, they still take out some of those residents so they can attend concerts on the assisted living side. But those concerts got canceled. Those residents are not allowed to leave. So they're, they're cooped up and feeling the stress of being cooped up. 
and to further compound it, they don't understand what's going on. I mean, they, they oh, look dear. at us like we're crazy when we say it's the state government that's not letting us take them out or leave. Right. And, they don't know what you're talking about. Living, yeah. On the, on the assisted living side, it's actually even worse because all those activities got canceled. And those apart, those residents are just, they just live in their apartments. They can't really leave except to go out for a brief walk. And we're not allowed to have gatherings of more than 10 people. Uh, when we bring residents out for lunch, we have to sit one at a table and they have to sit six feet apart. And now oh, okay. we're all required to wear personal protective equipment, which is just caps, gowns, face masks, gloves. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and they're 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 really strict and getting stricter all the time. So and that's mm-hmm. that's the best way we can really deal with all of that. But yeah, I mean, when you when you have like 150 people that feel like they're in a comfortable prison, yeah, you can really feel that negative emotion and all. Definitely. So I mean, <laughs> I have. I have a fr- I have a friend of a friend um here in in Los Angeles and her father um was undergoing surgery and the hospital canceled any visitors and she she can uh, she can of course talk to him by phone but he's uh, apparently flipped out and you know, under a great deal of stress and you know I guess it was a difficult yes. surgery and the you know, first thing you look for is your family member to come visit you and of course all that's been canceled because they don't want to introduce yeah. anybody from the outside into the hospital that doesn't have to be there so you know yep. it's stressful all the way around so I would imagine it that is. you're in-house activities have been curtailed too like you know i don't know if you guys were playing bingo or movie night or whatever i'm sure you're either having to you know um put a damper on it maybe you know um show the movie in waves or something like that with only 10 people in the room at a time or whatever you know i'm sure you're, right. you're facilitating implementing that kind of activity as well yeah only only in the memory care lockdown unit or or there's any activities at all and yeah yeah in waves (laughs) pretty much just like you said I had to do I did I was allowed to do a presentation Mm -hmm. on Texas yesterday when I received that award and yeah we had to make sure no more than 10 residents attended any more than that we had to turn them away yeah (laughs) I mean it was yeah and but yeah, that's other things we are doing to kind of make the best of a bad situation besides, you know, people that can go in and band together on their own time is we're also going around with, I'm going around with my iPad to my client and I'm using that to call his daughter, you know, who pays the oh, bill wow. that keeps me employed. And, right. but the employees are, they're taking, they're taking a tablet and using that to make FaceTime calls through video to wow. the uh, family members that have Apple phones mm-hmm. and such to where, to where that works. You know? Wow. So, well, you're having yeah, to get really, but, really creative. Mm-hmm. But if the families have an Android phone, they don't have an Apple product. I mean, they're out of luck. There's no video conferencing because the iPhones aren't compatible with the Android phones and right. nobody knows how except to just use Skype and, but nobody wants to sign up and get a Hotmail account to do that. Well, or Outlook. Right. I mean, Microsoft keeps changing those 
email names. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's a lot to keep track of. That's how it is. It yeah. really is. It, it's a lot. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll yeah. endure this for another what maybe another month or two. I would I would say hopefully in a couple of months we'll be back in business and back to normal hopefully i mean you know they say that with the warmer weather you know the virus can't live in warmer climates warmer temperatures so you you being in texas maybe you'll get the benefit of the warmer weather a lot sooner than other parts of the country yeah they think it's they think it's all tumbleweeds and deserts and dust storms but no, we're in prairie land, and it's it still gets hot and humid. I, I do predict by summer this COVID mess will be done and over with. Just a just I a bold, so. crazy guess. Yeah, so, I hope so. I hope that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We just got to have enough toilet, and that's a, that's another thing too. Is people panic buying? It's really not helping matters much. No. I mean, like this lady we saw the other day who had a I mean, he, you know, he, she had like a Ford F three fifty dually with a big old bed, and she was just loading it with cases of toilet paper and videos oh of them over Facebook. And I, another guy on my Facebook friends list said he went, he showed a news article of a lady who had five pallets worth of toilet paper in her in what? her garage. Oh my! And oh my goodness! I'm like. I'm like, that's way too much toilet. I mean, I know people have that need to feel like they're in control because the situation can make people feel like they're out of control. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm pretending to do psychology. That was my worst subject (laughs) in in medical assisting school. (laughs) But, um, yeah, they – but, yeah, it's really not helping matters for the public very much. All it's – you know, it may even be – it may even be doing things to – to hasten or worsen the spread of this this virus because there's not enough gloves, there's not enough protective equipment going out there, there's not enough face masks. You know, right. the suppliers they can't produce enough to get those shelves restocked fast enough, and so yeah, yeah that, that's, that's just how it is. First, yeah, that first week it was pretty crazy, but after a few days, at least here in in Burbank in Los Angeles. You know the the retailer said, "Look, you you get one package of toilet paper, one dozen eggs, one package of chicken. It's like shut up and go home. Like you don't need to be hoarding, and you know the suppliers yeah. are going to restock. So just calm down. Nothing is running out. Yeah. Just calm down. And you know the this is like the second week now, and it's it's way better than it was. And the lines are much yeah. shorter." That first week, oh, oh yeah. my God, they were like all the way around the block. But um, and it's still very busy. I mean, it's way busier at the stores than it was even during like Thanksgiving or or uh, Christmas. I mean, it's oh, still yeah. crazy busy. So I would imagine mm-hmm. as the weeks go on and people see that, okay, yes, they're replenishing the chicken, and yes, sir. I found bean. My husband wanted beans, and there was no beans for like two weeks. So we found the beans this past couple of days. So you know, slowly but surely, you know, the stock is coming back in. There's certain things that are not coming back in, like paper towels have been out out of stock the whole time. So I don't know, Um, but hopefully with weeks, they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, and 
the um, and then another thing too is the people who are doing the hoarding them they're really hurting themselves because they're going to leave themselves with an overabundance of toilet paper and gloves and <laughs> things they're not going to be able to use. And now, now yeah. I saw an article on Facebook where Costco's refusing to accept returns on that stuff yeah. now, which is going to leave all these people who just bought five hundred or six hundred dollars worth of toilet paper out of oh sheer panic, or they're going to be stuck yeah. with toilet paper have and they can't park supply, their car right? in the wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, we got yeah. just what we need. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's you know, it's it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really, crazy. really crazy. But I, I do predict it's going to get a lot better for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. You know, I, ordered, I ordered some nitrile gloves, which is the kind I use because the material mm-hmm. is just the best and it's not as allergenic. Right. And, um, I'm I'm getting my box the, the, of that that's the non latex yeah. version, the nitrile. Correct. The, the, I know the some preferred... people are allergic to right. They're allergic to latex. So if any of you need that right. um designation it's called nitrile. So look for that on yes. the uh, packaging when you order. All right, go ahead. And then you ordered yes. it, and were they in stock, vinyl. or they were readily available? Yes, and oh, and vinyl also works pretty good for incontinent care. Just throwing that okay. out there, and wound All care. Right. And All then, right. but my but my eight hundred gloves come in, you know, mid April. It's about okay. April twelfth to April fifteenth. I really didn't have to wait that long to get it. Mm. And I have more than enough to last me till then. Okay. So, same thing with toilet paper and paper towels. And yeah. believe it or not, I actually bought, even though I did, even though I am guilty of doing a little bit of hoarding on the wet white, you know, when all yeah. this began, I only kept maybe about a tenth of what I bought. And then I donated the rest to my work. So they have plenty of wet whites. And Aww. thanks to that, we're all supplied. We're all well supplied on wet wipes until the, until this mess is, well, so they get restocks and stuff. Uh, right. So that was really it. And uh, oh. yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Well, Linda, it was nice talking to you. What I'd better do is probably let you get back to your show. I've already held you up long enough. With this. It's quite so all right. I, I, I am, hope I, I, I hope I've given you a couple of words of comfort that, you know, sure. that you make other people's day easy. So I, if there's anything that I can do to help uh, your day go by a little easier, you know, I'm always here for you. Okay. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm very grateful to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> and all Absolutely. Anytime. And, uh-huh. and you have all a good right. night. And good night, audience. Have a good night yourselves. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Thank you, Chris. All right. We'll talk to you soon. There goes Chris from Texas. All right. Bye. Let's get back. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. All right. If you happen to have missed the show from last time, we were talking about cheaters. How do they do it? Cheating doesn't seem to discriminate. No matter what age, race, sex, or religion, cheating is rampant, and it especially gains momentum in the years leading up to divorce. A glaringly huge symptom is that the spouse is in an unhappy or unsatisfied marriage. Is this you? If so, if you want to catch up on that last show, you can do so right here on Blog Talk Radio, or you can go the best 
place to, to visit would be SoundCloud because the whole five-year library is on SoundCloud. You can do some binge listening, especially during this time of of uh, quarantine. Um, we're also on the TuneIn app and many of the uh, podcasting apps. You can you can find me. Look it up. The Men's Advocate, just Google The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and you can catch up on binge listening, right? All right. Um, I want you to uh, check out my book. Um, If you have read my book, please leave an Amazon review. It really spreads the word and helps other people find me. I want you to check out my new book cover with the new title. I want to give a big shout out to Frank Kaur, who um, came up with the new title. Uh, The new title is The Science of Mastering Women. The Science of Mastering Women, because it really is a science. You know, I think the last several decades, um, the media tries to tell you that the sexes are the same, the sexes are the same, but they're really not the same biology does play into it and the first chapter of my book I go into how the sexes are not the same at all I mean mother nature is not that stupid she would not have invented two sexes if we were all the same right there's two sexes for a reason I go into those differences once you understand and acknowledge those differences then it's like so much easier to navigate dating and relationships and the workplace and every other place that you want to apply these four C's to. It just makes it easy. So uh, go check out my new book cover. Tell me what you think. Leave your comments. um, Spread the word. Share it with your friends. I really, really appreciate it. Um, By the way, if you want a signed copy of the book, I can do that for you. So you order it on Amazon, you ship it to me, I sign it, and then I ship it to you. Easy peasy, right? If you already have a copy of the book and you want me to sign it, I do that too. So you ship it to me, I sign it, and I send it back to you. So how to do this? You go on my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page where it says signed book cover um, and go there and it'll give you the instructions on how to make that happen because, hey, I want you to get your signed copy, right? All right. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here uh, during this time. I really appreciate your spreading the word. Um, As you know, spread the word on the show blogtalkradio.com, the Men's Advocate uh, Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I also do one-on-one life coaching. Um, You can get more information about right on my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com, forward slash coaching, forward slash coaching. And you can sign up in 15-minute increments. Most problems, even if they're a lifelong problem, I solve it in four sessions or less. So you can add time to the clock um, in 15-minute increments, um, and we'll get your problem solved. All right? So I do the life coaching, and, of course, check out my books. I also have a book for women, too. It's called Hitched in 90 Days or Less. So how to be I teach the women how to be so irresistible that the guy can't help 
but propose to you because he doesn't want to lose you to another guy. So how to be that girl, right? Okay. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will catch you next time right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're usually here. This was a special edition at a special time. We're usually here Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And let's get through this and be better on the other side. Talk to you soon.